Hey everybody, welcome to the Growing with Fishes podcast, episode 321. We have a, a really great guest for you guys today, especially from the uh, if you're into the Thailand scene. Uh, one of the bigger movers and shakers with us. We have uh, Brett from Mary's Motivation. Thanks for joining us today. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, uh, we also have a bunch of really good people coming up. Chris Trump will be on the show next week talking to us with an update on what he's got going on in Costa Rica. Um, we have some other cool people planned for you guys in the next couple of weeks here uh, between now and the end of the year. So hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Um, be sure to check out. We do have our, uh, I was a dumbass and forgot to pull it up, but it, Thankfully, I think I still have it up. Here we go. Uh, sorry, guys. It's been a weird technical morning. I've had a bit of a weird start to the day, and we've had all kinds of technical problems this morning. Uh, so we have our fall sale. Be sure to check out APMJ class, the pest class, and nutrientclass.com. Uh, all of those different classes. Uh, you can use coupon code FALL uh, for a big discount. We always do our biggest discount of the year for 420 and for uh, Black Friday. and Well, we call it our Krampus sale. So I should have checked that out. It's now through Krampus, which is this, you know, December 5th. Uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, go look it up. So uh, have a good one. And uh, yeah, check it out. If you're looking to get education, you want to get a cool gift for somebody for Christmas. Uh, it's a great time. We have a full length pest control class for living soil and aquaponics. We have the new mineral and microbes class on aquaponics that's geared towards all crops, not just cannabis uh, coming out in January. And then we have the aquaponic cannabis masterclass as well, which uh, we have a bunch of new updates for the next couple of weeks as I finish editing up the, uh, the video. So be sure to check those out if you, uh, if you haven't already. Alrighty, guys. Um, thanks a lot for, uh, for joining us today. We have um, Mary's Motivation with us today. Uh, and we're, he's going to be talking to us all about the, the... It was funny. We were talking before the show. We have very similar journeys into how we got into the, the white side of the market. And uh, they were just... He, I did end up doing it about two years before him, but he did it very similar paths. It was really almost comical how similar they were. So um, you can find him on Instagram, Mary's Motivation. Uh, he also has a bunch of uh, sh uh, shops here. You can get flour in uh, Bangkok and Phuket and I believe some other places as well. I'm sure he's gonna tell us all about it here in a moment. And um, yeah, check it out. He's got a, a wonderful range of different um, flowers and products there uh, available here in Thailand. So thanks a lot for joining us today. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you've been doing? I know you're uh, quite the expert here when it comes to the Thailand cannabis scene. And uh, I was recommended to you uh, by um, Rasta Jeff. Uh, big thanks to Rasta Jeff. He's uh, been on the show. Actually, I was just talking to him about coming back on. He was on episode 98 of the show. So you can go back and, and check that out if you haven't already. And be sure to follow his podcast, uh, Grow From Your Heart. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, shout out to Jeff. Love the guy. Um, Good people. Just uh, I feel everybody meets the right people in this industry. But yeah, so I've um, <clears throat> it's, it's kind of hard. I'm thinking about you know my my journey's been quite long, but uh, got in the cannabis industry. You know, 2000 legally speaking, 2013 when I moved to Colorado for legalization out there, and then just uh, you know really dove in heavy. Uh, was just a grower for first couple of years. 
and then dove in heavy. Yeah, I like how you how you say it, the white scene. You know, there's so many different terminologies out there from um, traditional markets to, you know, I've heard people call it the OG market to, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so I got into the legal side of things um, more so in 2015. Well, 13 to 15, I was like a care caregiver uh, for growing and whatnot, but then got my badge and legally started working in 2015. You know, I've done some some big things, helped build one of the biggest companies actually in the world for cannabis in 2015 to 17. It was a distillate company, so a lot of cannabis extraction. And at the time, no one was really doing the things that we were doing. And then kind of went off on my own after that. I've had, I've had a marketing and branding company uh, geared towards cannabis space in 2017. And then... Um, you know, I've dabbled in growing and extraction the whole time since as well, uh, consulting and doing things with other companies, but really fell in love with the culture over here. Uh, 2018, when I came on a backpacking trip, kind of just did a little backpacking trip, uh, went from uh, Thailand to Laos to Vietnam, then to Cambodia, where I taught some English, went to Nepal, kind of studied yoga and uh certain aspects of meditation, which are a big part of my life, and uh, Indonesia, stuff like that, then came back over here, started working more with the implementation of installing and training on CO2 and distillation equipment. We used to pull equipment out of Germany and then install kind of all over the world, Canada, Puerto Rico, Mexico, America, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was, uh, also have a part owner of a solventless company out of Colorado. And I was just kind of getting burnt out, to be honest. Um, just wanted, you know, a new adventure. Uh, and I was really wanting to come back here to Thailand. I was really wanting to come back and actually just, I was going to teach meditation and breathwork. And I teach this uh, cannabis meditation, cannabis breathwork class that I've kind of designed through different practices that I've uh, studied. and. Um, which, hey, if you're in Thailand, I'll be doing a partial one up at the Thai High Convention, but uh, which I'm really happy. I just got told that I'll be doing uh, a little meditation and breathwork class, which to me, that's that's amazing. But uh, that kind of changed everything. And yeah, I came over here, uh, fell in love, went back, and then was coming back out here. And right when I was coming back out here, man, it was like, it, it was kind of weird. It was it was kind of like the universe saying it was the right move because I was really hesitant. Should I should I you know go to Thailand where I really don't know anybody still like um, and all that? But I was just gonna teach meditation. And then as I was getting things ready back in the states and you know getting my uh, I have a dog, so getting my dog situated. Have my my friends watch my dog. Shout out to them. I love you guys so much. I wouldn't be able to do this without them for right now until I can get her over here. But basically just got things, we're getting things situated, like seeing if it was possible. And then all the laws changed. And then within two weeks of legalization here, I basically had a one-way ticket over. And it was just to more or less, I was like, all right, well, I was going to go out there to teach meditation anyways. I'm going to go check out the market, teach meditation and just stay at hostels and whatnot 
and to see how the industry evolved. Well, I get here and within one hour, man, I, I see where the industry is going to go, where kind of how it started. It reminds me of other countries I've worked in. And it's um, most countries, not all countries that legalize do it the way that it was done here. Actually, a lot don't. This is more reminds me of California or Colorado back in the day um, where you could just walk around with weed in your backpack and sell it without paperwork or licenses or anything. So uh, with the aspect of the opportunity and where I see this industry <laughs> has a possibility to go with the tourism already here and um, it being, you know, run the way it's being run. You know, I met some people, uh, decided to have a partnership, and now we have a, my partner's actually out there right now working, I don't know, if, uh, you can't see him through the window, but, um, uh, so I met two good guys that were selling in a truck down uh, off of Nana Street here in Bangkok, and then partnered up, helped them get their license, and then we opened up a shop here in Bangkok, uh, it's called Thai Terps, we also have another shop in Phuket called Thai Terps in Kata Beach, more down south, uh, you know, southwest on the island. And then we have some other shops in the process of trying to open up. And, you know, um, right now focusing on the grow aspect. We have two, two grow licenses and just focusing on uh, trying to, you know, get some good genetics going, uh, bring some good stuff here. And I'm just really thankful for the opportunity to, you know, talk with people like you that are out here in the industry doing this. Um, be able to be in the industry out here because it's basically like it's like the whole United States industry all over again. It's like the start of it. And if you remember and you were very in it, like I was uh, even before 2013, you know, between 2009 and California and 2013 was the big <clears throat> pushing time. And that's what this reminds me of. And this is the domino. If the domino gets pushed in the right direction, the right way, um, basically all the other, at least a lot of the other Southeast Asia countries, along with, you know, <clears throat> other countries around this area will see the change. The biggest thing is, you know, this, this sucks to say, but this money is run around, or this world is run around money. So we'll see the tax revenue that uh, this country is going to be in taking just due to cannabis and other governments will, uh, they, they're not stupid. They see that cannabis is already there in their country. It's everywhere. So instead of trying to make it illegal and arrest and prosecute, you know, it's um, manage and tax. So. That's what I see. This as being the first domino effect over here, kind of what happened in the United States with, you know, California, Colorado being the domino effects. And then now we're over the 50% mark of states that have some use of cannabis in a legal form. Oh, yeah. Um, have you, uh, uh, I guess, what is your, um, what are your thoughts on the market so far, as far as, um, you know, Obviously, there's been a lot of people worrying, and I think unnecessarily that they're going to close the door. And I think that's completely crazy. You know, there's the the cat's out of the bag. There's too many people making money. There's too many you know Thai companies making money. So I think it's uh, uh, been kind of crazy. But um, you know that everyone's kind of been talking about that so much. But what do you think um, as far as the market going forward? Uh, 
what are kind of some of the next steps that you see the market is going here in Thailand? Uh, that's very tricky because this market can go so many ways. So it's funny. I think the reason I'm in the position I'm in is because I've kind of foreshadowed a lot of those ways. Uh, hold on one second. I'm getting water. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. So, um, sorry about that, guys. But um, so I see this market going a lot of different ways, and it's it, it. I don't have the pull. It's not that I have the pull on that. Not to say that people don't have the pull. I just went to. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Newton had kind of the conference at the health uh, ministry, and uh, I went to that and and whatnot, and just through the translation, and then my partner translating it for me and stuff like that. Like, I see it happening. Like, I don't like foreshadowing too much, and then like, I'm not gonna say I'm right on everything, but so far with the, how the licenses came out um how they've been talking about it how the industry has been going every single thing i've kind of foreshadowed has happened especially with the licenses and it's happened a lot quicker usually in america there's a grace period where they'll enact a law or they're enact policies and you have like a two three month grace period until that's officially you know whether it be certain changes in edibles or certain changes in labeling and packaging or whatever it may be, you have a grace period. Uh, here, it doesn't seem to be too much of a grace period, like how the licenses happened. It was overnight. Overnight, it was like everybody freaking out. I woke up to all these messages, this piece of paper, and then people freaking out because they were saying you can't sell unless you have a license because before you didn't even need a license to sell. Everybody's just selling out of trucks, selling out of search shops with nothing. and. I knew the licenses were going to come. That's the only way to have a legal aspect. Um, and then, you know, what they're trying to do now, I, I said as well, it's like the same thing that happened in California and in Colorado. You know, when you just open the floodgates, um, people see the opportunity, especially in the beginning. It's usually very cheap and very easy to get a license. It's not too hard to fill out the paperwork, it's not too much money. Um, and it's always one of two ways that industries go in every single country once they do this and we're like, oh shit, like, sorry, oh crap, we're, um, okay, 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 okay. Like, oh shit, like, oh, we open the floodgates, like, what do we do now? Well, it's one of two things that either one, pull back in the aspect of, um, how to get a license. So they make it a lot harder and they make it a lot more expensive. So they make the paperwork more extensive, more background checks, more, hey, you have to go get this or go get that or have this or have that or show this or show that, whether it be bank statements or you know, work history or criminal history or a whole bunch of stuff. And then they also usually increase prices. So it kind of sheds certain people out of the running that could have um because you know that's it that's just what happens and or they do that for a little while see if it works or not and or depending on areas they just stop completely they just stop completely and stop issuing licenses 
or basically putting holds on applications. And I see that happening here, you know, just in Phuket alone, where our shop is like, there's over 400, over 400 uh, licenses issued. Now they haven't issued them yet. They're still working on them. I called last week and it's like, they're on 43 or something, 45. And uh, so out of 400 and something, we're like 100 and something. And <clears throat> so I could see in a place like that there in certain providences and stuff like that in certain places saying, all right, we're putting a hold on licenses issued or applications being able to be accepted due to an overabundance of them and us having to catch up or us having to see how the market in this area is going to be. So that's how I really see it going forward. I also see, you know, from some things I've heard, because, you know, it is Thailand, if you know what that means. And, you know, I, I've heard from some people that know more than me, a lot more like I, you said I'm an expert in the beginning of the Thailand industry. I'd say I'm more of towards an expert when it comes to cannabis, if you'd say anything, because that's all I've done for a career. Now, when it comes to Thailand industry, like, you know, I'm learning just like everybody else because it is so new. Uh, but due to my experience in working in a lot of other countries and new emerging industries with cannabis, um, yeah, everything's playing out here like it's played out in other countries, in other states. Uh, that's kind of how, you know, we're humans. Uh, we all work very similar. So it's not hard to see how some some places working and then how other places adopt similar things or, you know, so we'll see. Um, I see edibles becoming a bigger thing and I know people don't believe it, but just due to some things that have changed in like, Hence, like before, it used to be illegal to have a vape, like a nicotine vape. Now it's not illegal. Now it's not illegal to have a nicotine vape if you're just the consumer of it. If you're, you know, smoking on the street or this or that, or a cop stops you and finds you with it, now you can't get a ticket or get, you know, in trouble for it if you're just, you know, smoking it yourself or personal use. They just changed some laws. But if you're selling it, you still get in trouble. But that is the first steps when it comes to the perception of the mind. I definitely do see them adopting. And from some things I've heard, you know, uh, some some forms of more oil and concentrate, whether it be, I don't know if it will be full on like dabs, like maybe what you and me think of when we think of concentrate, uh, maybe certain applicators like bait pens that are smaller and dose or you can regulate it more I don't, I don't know but i see that definitely coming in this next year along with edibles being increased in percentage of what's allowed because there are people still even though edibles and concentrates aren't being allowed you probably understand this a lot of dispensaries still have them we don't have them here we just stick to the you know we sell seeds clones and flour but you know other other companies do and it'll change over time yeah, so that's a great question that you asked about that, or that you bring that up. Uh, I know I'm certainly looking to launch my, uh, I have a whole line of sublinguals and beverages and instant drinks that'll do well out here in the temperature because, you know, doing shelf stability for America versus shelf stability for what, you know, a dispensary here where half of them have no climate control. 
completely different kind of formulations for your products for shelf stability and and, and all that packaging nitrogen flushing all that's going to be much more important here um, because you know a lot of your your people are going to distribute to are going to be not necessarily in an air-conditioned building so uh, definitely something else that i think people uh, um you know don't don't consider it when they're coming out to some of the newer markets um a hundred percent chocolate man chocolate's not going to last on the shelf like it does in other places yeah gummies too it can melt on you depending on your formulations and the heat here so it's you know a lot of different stuff to consider when you're coming to these more tropical but if you've worked in the tropics before then it's you know you've worked in the tropics before so at least that part's good and both of us have done that um I, mean, I, I tell people it's like growing or doing stuff in Florida. You know, I guess if you're in the United States, that'd be probably one of the best states I could say that's similar to this, the heat, the, the humidity, the aspect. So, Absolutely. Um, so what are you guys doing for cultivars? Uh, you said, you know, I know you work uh, on the growth side real heavily. Uh, I tell this, but up. Uh, the cultivars that you're, you're growing are you doing more western stuff are you doing a lot of thai stuff i know we're doing about 40 percent thai to to 60 percent uh you know non-thai so right now i've just started like my pheno room so i have like a 12 light pheno room with another four light kind of like mother seed popping room that i'm that I have started and both of them are going now. And uh, I have a buddy here that I got some, some more Western genetics that he popped and grew here. And then due to his situation, he had to move. So I ended up getting a, like 25 big plants. Uh, I, like when I was, I already bought clones from another buddy that lives in Huyin that is in the industry. And um, I ended up, getting these plants for him and helping him out they're good genetics these other strains are also western genetics um i have tons of seeds obviously from back home and i have stuff from homies like jeff and you know my buddy twisty from oklahoma and stuff uh i'm trying to get more west or uh, more thai strains uh since you've been here a little longer you probably have more links to that that's actually why i'm you know really looking forward to our our friendship and, you know, hopefully be able, I want to do, I don't care about money. Of course, like we all have to keep our overhead and this and that and keep our bills going, but I care more about making good connections. And like, I play, like, you really know me. I play for my funeral, you know, in the end, am I going to, am I going to want people coming to my funeral, talking to my children that I don't even have yet, but talking to my children about, you know, Oh, me and your dad did so much, made so much money in the cannabis industry or, hey, your dad changed my life. We did some good stuff. Like he really helped me. I helped him. Like we became good friends. We're good people. Like that's what I care more about. And um, so I'm just over here really, you know, really thankful for this opportunity, wanting to meet as many connections and really just make as many friends as possible that like doing what I do as much as I do. And, you know, I had somebody that I don't know, you might know this gentleman, I'm still getting, you know, educated on the Thai culture industry, especially when it comes to cannabis and growers, but KD, KD, when, when I say KD, do you, does that ring a bell when it comes to any strains of plants? No, I haven't. Uh, there's, there's 
I'm not the best person to ask. The best person, I was hoping he'd be on the show today, but he's, uh, I guess, busy this morning, is Infamous Gardens. He knows a lot of the different um, Thai strains and then Canna Thai seeds. Those two guys have been growing here longer than they've been growing here for, you know, over well, a then it, so they, they know all the different Thai names of this, the hype stuff and, and, and all that. They probably would know this. And then because I had a gentleman that stopped by the other day and because of my partner, there was a gentleman that, used to be a big part of the cannabis growing scene here, I guess, that grew a string called KD. And I think this gentleman passed away or something. I'm still trying to get the full story because uh, it wasn't translated and fully explained to me. But from my understanding, it was this gentleman that was big in the grossing out here that grew the string KD. A lot of Thai growers and people in the scene know when you say that they know or whatnot. I saw it at... Uh, Another dispensary, Fat Buds, had some KD there, and uh, it's more of a Thai strain, but his cousin, I believe it is, uh, dropped off a strain because like, he took over everything for him when he passed away and dropped off uh, a KD strain. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting that and maybe being able to cross that with something. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I want to get more Thai strains than really cross some good Western stuff, get some good Western males and cross it with the stuff here and, and, and make some good stuff. You know, I think certain strains will grow really good here, even if it's just Western stuff, but I think other stuff, depending on how you're growing, you know, a lot of people, a lot of grows I've been seeing are greenhouses and outdoor grows, which is are, are okay. But depending on what time of the year, this atmosphere out here is not, not always your friend, man. It's not your friend. Oh, so didn't realize I was muted. Uh, what are some of the other um, uh, different challenges you found as far as getting inputs or, um, you know, uh, if you're running any issues with that? The only thing that we I wish I had here is stuff oil. I wish I had stuff oil X, but we managed to find white oil, agricultural white oil, which is functionally the same thing. So. I don't know if you've uh, had any challenges, but have you had anything that you were you couldn't find here that you're used to using, or have you been able to find? Well, I mean, yes and yes and no. I mean, just the basic stuff sometimes is is difficult. As in, like they, you can find everything here, and if you have good people that are locals and stuff like that, it makes it a lot easier. But you know, and since we are so close to China, everything you really do need it like can be imported and everything just takes sometimes longer. Um, you know, I definitely see a huge void and, you know, someone could come in here and make huge money right now setting up. And I've almost been tempted if I had more, more time, more time, but basically setting up a grow shop, you know, how we have it in the States is you have a central grow shop that makes it a lot easier for growers. And here there are a lot of people that are wanting to grow and a lot of locals that since it is becoming legal that want to do it themselves and this and that. And now while they think they can just grow it outside and they can, that you can't grow top shelf cannabis outside here really. It's very hard, even in a greenhouse, unless that's a sealed, you know, industrialized greenhouse, not just a harped greenhouse. So I mean, the biggest thing that I've, I'd, I'd say I probably have had complications with getting, so I basically can get everything. It's just not, you know, exactly the same. So it's just 
you know, getting getting used to like even fan like fans being a little different, you know, lights being a little different, trays being a little thinner, not a little more flexible. So having to make sure you have a good frame for them. But um nutri good nutrient lines. So like I know a lot of stuff over here, you know, what if you're doing organic, I, I totally get it. You know, I come more from the last six years of growing uh, in America and a lot of places now we grow for turkey production. We don't grow for flower production. Like I haven't grown a, a cannabis plant for smoking flower in five-ish years. Almost all my weed has been grown for, for oil, for, for rosin. And, you know, I don't care if I pop a seed, hunt it, it grows to be three pounds of plants and it looks amazing if i wash it and it doesn't hit five to seven percent then it's usually not you know profitable wise speaking it's not it's not smart to run it so you hunt other stuff unless you unless you can sell it premier some more come from the rosin market for the last little while um so I like to run nutrients in the aspect of synthetics. I know a lot of people are a big hype on organic and I, I even will attest to, you know, I've worked with a lot of different, a lot of different people in the garden and I've seen a lot of weird shit and, and whatnot. And, you know, coming down to scientifically speaking, uh, as long as the molecules that the plant are uptaking are synthetically like polymers and stuff like that. The plants can absorb it the same way. Um, and when it comes to flushing and all that, that's easy if you know what you're doing. So, um, but yeah, so the biggest thing is maybe reputable clones so i usually do you know the first run or two to dial in a room through clones just so you're not wasting good genetics if you're trying to pop seeds and stuff like that you get one room dialed in that you at least can grow some bigger plants so then you can maybe take some cuts off and grow grow out a room but um i don't know a lot of people say they have this or say they have that and since this is a newer market i don't know if i believe you like i'd believe you <laughs> But yeah, I don't know if I believe everybody when they say they have this from this person or this from this person, because I've noticed that uh, Thailand is a big hype market. People like name brands and it's not hard to throw a name on something. Oh yeah, you can buy, you go into the packaging stores. Every single one has a whole section for cookies packaging. It's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Literally like across the country, you can, find, you can go buy the packaging for cookies. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, that's just it. And cookies is now coming here. Uh, I actually have a buddy ha that has a shop two doors down from where cookies is popping up. And so that just makes it even harder for people to dissect from the truth and what's not the truth. People like you and me, if you've been around the industry enough and you've done some of the the classes that I've taken and, and whatnot, like there's, an, you know, literally taking a nug, taking a nug, cracking it smelling it 
noticing where it shows up in your nose and knowing more if it sways towards, even though there's no such thing as indica or sativa, but knowing if it sways more towards the traditional indica sativa aspect of a plant. So well, I find most of the time when people talk about indica, it's mostly just myrcene dominant or myrcene and and some you know uh, other more stony or terpenes you know yeah man so we could that you just brought something up which kind of started my whole career and i don't know how that's the other thing i don't know how long these go for like this could either be an hour thing or this could be like a, a joe rogan yeah. thing we could yeah so we but, normally go uh, you know hour and a half two hours so you you still have a good hour okay yeah you stop me yeah you stop me whenever because i can talk forever on cannabis i like it and i have learned a decent amount through my years just because I, i've been my big aspect of a lot of my jobs have been management i'm pretty good at organizational aspects of uh companies and you know making sure things get done you know managing people and projects so like in the United States, I was in charge of one of the first patient programs. So the five top people that were on like CNN, NBC, Fox, you know, all the top news back in 2009 to 2013 to kind of have the push for legalization for medical aspects. Uh, I was kind of in charge at one point of getting like the top five advocates in the world their medicine through a patient program that was running out of Colorado. A lot of these people and their families would move to Colorado. Some of them were, you know, as young as four, all the way up to like 96, 97 with some of my patients. And, and I worked for like some of the top doctors. And then I was the one that kind of orchestrated and organized, you know, when certain medication ran out, when more needed to get to the patients, how to get it to the patients, whether it be the parents or the actual patients and, you know, helping the, them know how to administer it, educating both them and the patient, you know, certain side effects and everything like that. So we found out through those studies, you know, like I dismissed, at least in my own head and through the, what we have and a lot of people I work with, like there's no such thing as indica sativa. You know, if you want to classify anything as anything it'd be more hybrid everything's hybrid especially with how many crosses that there are in the world nowadays and the fact that like indica sativa originally it started from like coming from people like you and me growers of back of more where it originated from it, geographically uh speaking um and then we started using it more as a marketing ploy of you know indica in the couch sativa you know bouncing off the wall and while that might be true for some, that's not true for all. I've had friends the exact opposite. And uh, what we learned through these studies is we, we dove in heavily on terpenes. Like the company here is called Thai Terps. Why did I name it Thai Terps? Not just because, you know, we talk about, yo, what Terps you got, this and that in the States. And that's kind of lingo and the culture, what it evolves to. So getting into it, the culture before it evolves to what it will evolve to. But also, you know, Terps and terpenes, are really the medical benefit that comes to us from cannabis. People don't understand it. They look at the medical benefit uh, of cannabis as THC and CBD, because those are the two cannabinoids that have been talked about the most, which I'd actually have to even argue that there's other cannabinoids like CBN and CBG and CBC and other things that realistically do bigger medical benefits than even THC and CBD. But 
when we really looked at it, you know, you and me could be twins. We could be brothers. We could have the same, you know, Crohn's or something, whatever you want to say that we're trying to medicate with cannabis for. And, you know, we both react differently. Our bodies react differently, the same dosage, same medicine. Uh, and we really found out that it's the terpenes of the molecular vehicles for the cannabinoids. So you got to think of you and me as like THC and CBD. And then when we smoke cannabis, you know, there's anywhere between 150 and 300 different terpenes that make up that ratio. Now, most people think of terpenes as just the smell and the taste of, of, of cannabis. And while that's true, that's not the only thing. You know, those 150 to 300 different terpenes are basically like, you got to think of them as like trains, planes, cars, motorcycles, bicycle, and walking for the cannabinoids. They all are different ways and speed and processes for the cannabinoids to bind to and transfer through our body and, and give us basically, whether it be the high effect or, you know, with CBD, CBG, and CBN a lot of the soothing effects to joints and, you know, certain nerve cells, like those get transferred through terpenes. So um, that's what, uh, you know, that's where indica, why strains that feel the same to certain people and why you might label as indica or label certain things as sativa is because there's a subset of terpenes that make up that strain and a lot of sativa strains or indica strains that are similar have a lot of different terpenes that are you know closer in percentages and categories that's why you feel similar but like i said people are different you could smoke something that you know makes you bounce off the wall i'll smoke one hit of it and i'll be like more like i'm kind of tired it feels me like i feel like an edible i ate or something like that so Oh yeah. Well, I can take an ungodly amount of edibles, but I'm just used to it. I take them all the time. But uh, but yeah, I totally feel you on that. Um, the it's it's certainly interesting to with all the different chemistry. I know that we've had a lot of luck with doing like a, a four to one or three to one CBD to THC ratio with like a 0.2 to 0.5 percent linalool um, in, in a lot of our um, uh, inputs for seizures, and that seems to work extremely well especially for kiddos with seizure stuff, that particular ratio. Uh, so, you know, I think as we get to learn more about these different things, you're going to start to see these custom combined formulations for different different aspects and different, you know, uh, hardships that people have with their medical stuff. Yeah, and this, see, the funny thing is that's what we were doing back in 2015 to 17. So we were the, the first company to use thin film distillation equipment in cannabis. So back in the day, there was only, so we did a lot of the first things for, we company I worked with was uh, the only, the first company as well to do a full cannabis terpene extraction. Back in the day, Blue River was the only other company that was selling and extracting terpenes, but they were doing, you know, a very small subset fraction of the cannabis plant. It wasn't the full terpene, uh, fraction and we figured out how to do that but then what we were doing is that's funny you say about seizures there was one patient you know was having like very young child having four or five six seizures a day bro and 
the doctor's like, yo, if they keep having these, like they might die in like a week or two because like they're so young, it's not good. And uh, we got them on, you know, similar, a similar aspect. And they went from having a seizure, you know, five, six a day to one every like 90 to 100 days. And that's what we were doing there is like basically separating everything and then trying to formulate it back together in different ratios and different perceptions for different people. And the thing is like, that's what is going to happen more and more as certain countries and certain medical programs are, are put into places because we need to do true medical studies, true white, uh, white, uh, white papers um, for all these tests, not government owned. Like that's just it. There have been studies and if you really read white papers of the studies you'd, and you know how to read scientific data of these studies, they're, they're just manipulated studies. Any, any scientific study can be, be manipulated to have an achievable outcome. If you study this stuff, like I have and went to school for this stuff, like it, it, and that's how the pharmaceutical companies do us dirty, <laughs> in my opinion, is... Um, you can persuade and set up certain studies if you're, you know what you're doing to lean towards a certain way. And a lot of the cannabis studies from back in the day, um, that's what happened. You know, the, like the traditional, uh, the, one of the first ones, you know, they stuck a 50 Colombian joints on a monkey and force fed it all the joints with no oxygen, just the fucking smoke, just burnt. Basically, like if you hooked up a, uh, I, I attest it to what we do in the States now with like leaf blowers or bed pumps where you stick a huge thing on it and you light it and then you turn it on and it just blows the whole thing. Well, imagine 50 Colombian sized blunts just being fed to a small child or monkey, what they did without any oxygen for like an hour. Like, oh, yeah, you're going right. to die. You're going to die from carbon dioxide poisoning, not from the fucking cannabis. And they're going to blame it on whatever they're going to say it's from the cannabis. Oh, yeah. So. No, that's that's exactly what that, that you just like you're saying, the study that talked about cannabis killing brain cells. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was the lack of the oxygen deprivation. Like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So. And that's what's like, that's just it. Like, you're going to die from carbon dioxide poisoning before you're going to die from, from a cannabis. They even thought cannabis oil you might be able to overdose from. And I won't even lie. At one point, I attested to trying to somewhat overdose myself as in the sense of in the name of science at one point and when I was younger and stupid, thinking I was funny too. But yeah, cool. Let's try to kill me, I guess. Like, let's smoke as many dabs in a, as short of a period as possible. And I actually used to get paid to just smoke, smoke that, like, you know, at one point I actually almost went to the hospital for a collapsed lung. Um, but due to sulfur intake, because these cannabis dabs were extracted, sorry. Excuse me. That's knees and threes. Um, but no, um, it was, so if you know about like late sulfur sprays in a grow, for PM and stuff like that. Well, we found out 
when we first started doing chirping fraction and extraction that, you know, if you did a late sulfur spray that would come off in the fraction of chirpings in the band, dude, one day I smoked like 30 dabs of just sulfur, it felt like. And I was on the floor at the end of the day, like I could feel my lung inside like quivering. Like it was weird. And like, I, I sat there for like an hour, like just like, focus, like I meditated, just like focusing on my breathing. And I was like, and like, I stopped, that was the last time I like smoked like that for the job. Actually, it's like, almost felt like some of those videos you see on Instagram sometimes. So like I saw, I've seen these videos lately of people testing e-cigarettes and they have like a big box and they're just like, like smoking all of them. And like, you know, that's not healthy. You know, that's not good. That's not what should be done to test a product, but they do it anyways because it's other countries or, you know, it's a job. So. Well, they, they had a, a, a OMMA has really cracked down that on Oklahoma, the dab contests and stuff like that. You can't have like, it's basically the, the equivalent to like binge drinking. And it's like, yeah, no, I think we should all promote responsible use. And I, I'm definitely all about that. So I definitely feel you on, on that. But yeah. you know, it's interesting. I want the sulfur stuff that you can take a little piece of it, like roll it into a little string and light the end of it with a match and just smell it. A lot of times you can smell the, the sulfur when, when you light it up. Yeah, so I was smoking more liquid um, in the sense of it was straight terps. So it okay. was like water, it was like water, but basically the same thing. Like I, after that one day of smoking, because I smoked so many different things. Sorry, I'm about to sneeze again. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, allergies. Allergies <laughs> kicking in again. Um, but plain and simple, um, after that one day, because I smoked so many different samples, I started being able to tell because it wasn't like an overwhelming sulfur smell. It was a little different because it was mixed in a small portion of sulfur. But when you smoked it, that's what was predominant in the aspect of like the, the taste. And it was bad. Um, yeah, there's not too much you can do. There are some, sorry, some techniques that people are trying to, you know, remediate the sulfur out of it, you know, other extraction processes that would then just take that out. But when you just take that out, you're also taking other things out as well. So that's what all these filters and whatnot do in extraction. So. Um, oh yeah. So uh, what about uh, pests uh, stuff? Has that been an issue or are you growing all in indoor? exclusively so that's not much of an issue or what are you yes uh, so that's funny i was gonna actually ask you if you know where to get some stuff so as preventative so sure. i do grow i do grow inside so i don't have to i don't worry as much about pests but in this thailand there's very humid bugs are even inside so you know i always you know like to do like a neem oil spray or something light as a preventative um but I haven't actually gotten anything for that yet out here. Uh, I'm about two weeks into having, I have like 50 clones that are like yay high. And then I have another 25 plants that are about to be flipped that I got for my buddy. Uh, they all look healthy, all look good. But yeah, you know, um, I like to usually go to grow, like I'm a physical buyer and a physical shopper in the aspect of, I like to go places and see stuff and touch things. Even if I know 
this bottle of water, like I like to physically go there and like I do weird shit because I've worked long enough in this industry to understand like I'll do stuff like this, like push on the side of the bottle. Like how flimsy is the bottle? No joke. Cause I've had shit happen when I'm carrying bottles and like I dropped it and then it cracked the, the bottle and it leaked everywhere. Well, cool. I don't want to accidentally drop something or have a worker accidentally drop something I'm not worried about me doing things. I'm worried about like workers or something doing stuff because they're newer to the industry or learning or don't know all the little small nuances. And like they do something and then it's, this is a big headache, man. When like, I'm like, oh, I knew this. I should have explained better that, yo, if you drop these type of bottles, they're going to crack into really thin and stuff like that, like simple things. But um, no, I haven't got And so like, I like to go to the nutrient companies or nutrient shops. I found one grow shop here where I actually got like four by eight trays. And then they have a small, they have like those, those buckets that you, you spin around and they have the nipples on them, the AirPods that we call them in America, like AeroPods, but um, everybody uses them here. And I, I wanted to physically feel them because I bought two from online and one was thick and one was thinner than I wanted. So stuff like that, I feel, I tell people if you're from the States and you come over here and doing something, just expect to work on tie time. And you understand that by the, the smile you just gave me. And while some people don't mind it, it frustrates the fuck out of me. Because I don't work that way. I don't work yeah. that way at all. When I was in Jamaica, I had a guy, one of the kids there that worked for us. He grew up in Brooklyn and then got caught selling weed and got deported back to Jamaica. So he knew how to hustle. And he was like my point man for all that. And he also knew how to like light a fire under the ass of the other Jamaicans to get them going. And out here we have a, a similar type of team where we have somebody that was, you know, Thai, but lived in Switzerland for a long time and kind of gets the whole, uh, you know, that aspect of stuff. So it helps make, uh, makes things run a little smoother and, and a little nicer. So I definitely feel you on that, but uh, yeah, even then you still have to be patient. And then sometimes stuff shows up a day early when you order it. Sometimes it's two days late. You just have to kind of, and then sometimes it's, it's completely wrong as in like no joke you'll go to buy something and you'll think it's like one size and it's like i'm talking mini size like it's like a a showroom piece or something like that like there's there's tons of different little things that happen but yeah just be prepared for that um if you can i tell people grow inside here you're not going to, it's going to be very hard to grow. So what's going to happen in the next six months to a year? And it's already kind of happening. So that I've been saying six months to a year for the last five months. <laughs> so it's like already almost there, like minimum, but like, is there's going to be so much outdoor greenhouse cannabis. And unless you're very, very, very well educated. Like, I don't give a fuck if you come from California and you've been growing in greenhouses. It's not the same growing out here in greenhouses. Not even close. And if you come out here or you're out here and you're doing that, you're, a lot of people are just seeing this top shelf bud that's being imported right now. 
a lot of a lot of weeds being imported and to grow the quality of the stuff that's being imported in this type of atmosphere i don't want to say it's impossible but it's basically impossible to grow it outside and if you're going to grow it outside you have to do a lot 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 of extra work in the aspect of like before harvest and trimming you have to defan the fog basically at the wet trim you have to chop and hang in smaller increments and you have to also do it inside not like in your greenhouse with lines across it like other people do you have to like you know this the chop and the cure is the most important and like you can't really do it outside or in a greenhouse or anything it has to and you can't even do it in like a traditional warehouse like if that warehouse is built it has to be like a double sealed insulated warehouse climate controlled warehouse not like those big tin warehouses that are just like out here they're like they're fucking saunas bro they're just like i don't care unless you're unless you're putting like so many tons of ac on the top that just it it doesn't matter those acs are just going to be running constantly unless it's insulated and sealed like all the stuff i'm talking about so yeah unless you do that you, you can't really grow outside correctly here you can't grow mass farms outdoor and grow to the quality that people are going to want on the top, top, top shelf. And what's going to happen is basically people are going to. People are going to have to sell it for pennies on the dollar because there's going to be so much of it. Yeah, for sure. That's what's, yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be, pro it's going to be a lot of it. That's going to, that's the only thing that I feel that will save this this country when that that totally tips over when there's like all these people just growing outside growing on their farms growing wherever just because they want to make the lots of money that they thought they could make but then they can't and now there's just a shit ton of weed everywhere but nothing to do with it the only thing to save people will be for me to come in for people like me to come in and know what they're doing with extraction and distillation come in and just swoop all that i could literally take the whole country and and not wash it for rosin but run it and make it in a distillate which then could be made in the shit ton of edibles vape carts other products bath bombs rubs you know basically anything but flour so i feel the 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 overgrown country because that's what's going to happen here oh yeah i know we uh we just built a new in you know three-story building inside of one of our our buildings it's kind of just like you're describing a, a shell within the shell it's all insulated we have air conditioning separate for each room it has its own separate climate control and dehumidification it has uh uv air sterilizers and uh the hvac uh, and ozonators on in and out so make sure we're not bringing in pollen or sending pollen out the door and we can, you know, all set up for the breeding rooms on downstairs, and then we have uh, drying rooms on the upper floor. So, yep, I definitely yeah. understand what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, that's good because like most people, see, like, yeah, most people, if you're out in a huge building, like most people don't even think of what you just said. They just like, oh, let's just grow weed, because like out here you can put like, what what what's happening and what I'm seeing is like I just know people, I guess. Like it's not just cannabis. Like 
I work, I wish I was just a grower, but I work more with people and manage people and I manage plants. I wish I just managed plants, but, um, they, they work easier. Um, <laughs> but played it simple. Uh, you put any plants outside here in Thailand and for the first four to six weeks, they flourish. Like, you know, they blow the fuck up because the atmosphere is kind of right almost all year round for growing, you know, very uh, good humidity. Like plants can just like drink off the air from the humidity. Um, there's a lot of light, you know, a lot of sun. But, you know, there's just, you know, after those four-ish weeks at most, and when you're budding, it's just, it's just horrible, bro mold and bud rot and so much stuff and yeah that's why everybody's like also like i've seen a lot of big sway of autos out here because everybody's doing autos so you can grow all year long i don't know your opinion on autos but i don't really like them i think i think once people have had more time to stabilize them i think they'll be really good you know for the future of cannabis long term especially for new home growers. I think, you know, if, if your dad's just getting into growing weed for the first time, like pretty hard to screw it up. He's going to get something. It's not going to be the same as if he grew a photo plant, but he'll still have something to smoke. Oh, like, he'll, feel, he'll feel good about it. You know what I mean? And I think at the end of the day, they, they have a great role for that. But, and I think that if I could plant a whole field of autos and crank them out here and have them similar size so that it's not a pain in the ass to deal with when it comes to spraying and pruning and harvesting, yeah, that'd be great. But the problem we, we've had is every time I run them, I'll, I always run, you know, 100, 200, I'll, you know, I'll run a couple hundred at a time with autos. They're never, they're schizophrenically like inconsistent. I'll have some that are three, three and a half pounds, which are great. If they were all that size and grew at that speed. Hell yeah. Like that, I, you know, that's, that's really, really great. But you know, two thirds of them are going to, or three quarters of them are just going to be sticks. And and that's the problem is I, I've yet to have, and I've run a lot of different stuff. There's definitely a couple of people, uh, Pride of the Lion Seeds was a little bit better than most. Um, and a couple of others that were, you know, certainly, you know, much more on the heavier side and, and much fewer of the sticks for sure. But, um, you know, I still haven't found one that, or even Fast Buds, we've got a couple of good runs out of some of their stuff, but I still haven't found any that, to me, we're worth it to plant acres. And to me, that's what I'm looking for. I want to see the consistency to where there's only maybe a tiny handful that are out of the, the usual, and then they're all going to be at least half a pound, you know, because why not just plant autos out here? I could just clone up all my great shit, you know, something that's going to be pretty resistant, kick it outside, like the red Lebanese puck and stuff that's super spider mite resistant. I could throw that out here and it's probably going to do just fine, you know, and even likes the, 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 the heat here. In fact, it kicks ass, but um, you know, if, if I had an auto of that and I could harvest it, you know, every 90 days, that'd be fucking tits. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that's basically, yeah, I agree with you on every, all of that. That's basically why I'm saying I don't like autos <laughs> It's yep. for, for, for that exact reason is the aspect of like, yeah, there, there is no consistency. And, um, so even if you've maybe found one bag that you like, and then you go to try to even if you bought 10 bags of seeds, like one won't be the, like one might be good and then the rest won't. So yeah, the inconsistency, I, I don't like. 
They are nice though for throwing in your mom room so you just say a little smoke between runs. That's they're great for that. <laughs> no, did I just come in with you guys bagging on autos? Did I just come in yeah. right in time to defend those guys? Yeah. I can defend them from different areas, but depend depending yeah. on what you do for a living and why you're growing, uh, it's very hard for me to say autos is always good because you know like what you were saying you know the people starting or this or that is good but you know for a gentleman like you if you're trying to yeah like you said grow a whole field and want a little more consistency um i haven't seen too many companies or genetics out there that is consistent not only you know once or twice but like over time when it comes to that so i agree that's the only thing like i've grown them but like um yeah, if, if I if I can get if I can get some just you know un unautoed or fem seeds, like I would rather take that. Every day, all day. Welcome, yeah. Canada Seeds. Welcome, Infamous Prophet. Buddy Cap, buddy Cap. What's up? What's up, y'all? I have a question for our guest. Did did I order seeds from you on Instagram by any chance? I I, I doubt it. Okay, well, my name is Infamous Gardens on Instagram, so it mustn't have been. Well, I, no, I might have talked to you on, on Instagram, but I have not sold any seeds to anybody unless you've walked into my shop. Okay, no, no, okay, different story then, but okay. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. I, um, I would say if you, if, if you got scammed, guess what, buddy? I understand no. there's a lot of people. I got, I got scammed by somebody actually out here since I've been out here on seeds. So that's been actually my reluctant to i only go through uh reputable sources now because i went through one person trying to get some actually some autos for some people and dude took my my uh my money and ran it happens you uh you had a question about a strain yeah. what was it kd they, these guys would know the answer to that one yeah so you guys know anybody that is i guess famous out here in thailand he passed away supposedly uh but it uh, he grew a strain named K D, and I yeah, guess he was talking about. Yeah, you're talking about what's his name? The guy who passed Lou away. Dumb. That... That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Lung Dum. He's the guy. Yeah, Lung Dum. Yeah, yeah. That's what. Yeah, yeah. What about the? Yeah, what about the K D? Oh no! Oh well, yeah, because his. I think it's his cousin or his brother is really good friends with my business partner. And just came by my shop the just came by my shop the other day and dropped off a, a KD. And like my part my partner was trying to explain this to me that this gentleman was like well known in the cannabis uh tie growing area area, but he passed away. But this was like some of his genetics. So yeah, I was just trying to oh, find Oh, that's other not Lung Dumb, that's uh Lung Two or whatever. Lung like is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The guy who died was Lung too. And he didn't and he didn't do the KD. Lung Dum did the KD and he's still alive. But Lung yeah. Two, he's like an ex-cop. And he like turned to like the growing community after he retired or whatever. And he passed away. Okay. You know? Okay. No, thanks for that. Yeah, because I've been trying to get the backstory on this because I I mean I got I got a clone of it gifted to me. So oh, I was just wondering. I got KD beans, bro. 
like lots of different stuff with Katie that no, buddies, local teammates send this stuff and we ran I ran only Katie once and it was like the purple Katie I guess it got really dark uh, but it was a male so Ali got Ali had like one I only had one it was a male so I just used it in my cross and stuff but other than that that was like five years ago I was like when we first got here we started no, definitely. yeah that's awesome yeah I mean I, I'm looking forward to it uh, I'm looking I mean I, I have some genetics in the room right now but like that's what I came here for if I, if I wanted to stick just with the genetics uh, from where I'm from or what I was doing I'd stay where I was at doing what I was doing but I really, uh, you know, want to get some more land race strains and some stuff uh, part of the culture here. So I was happy how it all happened. I just didn't know the full story or, you know, even, uh, yeah, any, any part of it really. Well, these guys definitely have some of the best Thai seeds available uh, uh, of anybody that I know that, that does uh, – seeds out here so definitely talk to these guys uh after the show for sure i'm sitting here definitely. i'm sitting sifting through a ton of these total mango right here uh potent nice yeah this another Thai heirloom um they came from a buddy that that had a bunch of flowers so these got all pulled out of the flower i got to smoke it it was it was pretty good i mean the structure is what it is but it's just hard mango so, yeah, uh, I wanted to plug this real quick just because Infamous is on here. One of the uh, Siam Syrup uh, 2.0s has um, just the loudest guava and peach smell I have ever smelled in my entire life. Like, holy shit. And it's in veg. I mean, the thing is only literally the, the plants may be 18 inches tall and I, just big enough for me to take a clone by topping it. You know what I mean? To, to sex it. And it was so loud, I couldn't, I had to stop and literally stop my whole team and was like, smell this. You find anything that's like this, you go stop everything and go get me. <laughs> like, you know, mm -hmm. it's always fun to find those. Have you, um, I, I, what are some of the different, uh, you know, you've worked all over the place. What are some of the different uh, interesting cultivars that you found in your travels and, you know, working around the industry or maybe even working on the ext extract side? What are some of the interesting things that have come through the door? Maybe that's even an easier question for you. Yeah, I mean, it's been weird because just like over time, you know, I've, I've really looked and grown with this plant differently because, you know, you can pop so many seeds and like you just said, like something can really shine through. Ophino can really just come through, wash better, you know, smell, taste, everything. Um, I'm a big, so... It's funny. So I have a solventless company, do a lot of solventless, but I personally still like BHO and stuff like that due to the mm -hmm. fact of I, I like citrus strains. I like, you know, you know, I like lemon G's, clementines, orange peels, stuff like that. And they just walk, they just come out better when you, when you run them instead of wash them. Um, but you know, I'm still, I'm still wanting some like that. So when you say that, the first thing that came to my mind is like back in like 2015, I, I found, you know, I used to be heavy, heavy, heavy into, you know, 
the lemon G. Like the true Ohio lemon G. Like coming, you know, and the stuff used to make my mouth every time I took a dab or smoked it, I would literally like in my mouth almost feeling this way. Like, like I'd puck, like when you think of something very sour, your lips just, your mouth just starts to hurt a little bit. Cause it's like, like your cheeks hurt from eating something sour. And I used to have this death by lemons cut. Uh, my buddy had the cut and it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I haven't seen anything like that in a while. Um, I don't know if the, how that, I think that stuff would do well out here. If you crossed it with some literally like I was, when he was talking about his mango seeds that he's sifting through, like literally like crossing something like that. Like I want to get more citrus strains out here. I think they do better if you're growing outside. Uh, if you are growing outside, I'm growing inside, so I don't really care. But like, I think, you know, so I think some lemon G's out here would actually be awesome. I, 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 I want to grow some of that, bro. I've always heard all about the the, the lemon G crosses. Okay. Yeah. They so, grow. yeah. And lemon G grows perfect for this type of atmosphere. Like a lemon G, if you saw how it would grow in a, inside a, uh, a room, you actually, most people don't, don't keep lemon G because it's not worth it. It like grows very like wispy and very like not full, but it makes such a good concentrate that that's why people would keep it in their gardens. But for out here, like, I think one, the market would like it. So I think of both ways. Like I don't ever just grow, like if I just wanted to grow just for me, like I wouldn't even be on this talking with you guys. I'd just be in my basement. Leave me alone. Like, don't talk to me. I'm growing for myself. Don't want to share. Don't want to teach or educate or do anything. But uh, I won't lie. It takes a lot out of me sometimes talking with like people or educating people because like I just want to be alone sometimes. I, th I think why we're growers sometimes. But um, the yeah, the lemon G I think out here would go that or a clementine would not only grow very well, but people I think it would blow up in the aspect of a lot of people out here haven't had too many citrus strains like strains that when you smoke you actually taste a fruit or taste some type of true hardcore flavor and the aspect of most people are have, most Thai people have come into my shop have only really smoked you know Thai brick and now with the new of the industry and it, they're you know it is still a little, a little too expensive for a lot of Thai locals to be able to be smoking, you know, top shelf or even middle shelf bud every day, or, you know, if they do, it's like once a week, but I feel over time as, you know, more and more growers are here and the market evolves, like we're going to just, uh, the price a hundred percent is coming down. Um, I think certain things will stay where they're at, but you know, it's just supply, supply and demand is common sense. It'll come down. So. And it's funny to see people smoke or get the reactions or the feedback from people who smoke like some shit that will couch lock you for the first time or, or actually more than that. We had people get my wipe up and they cured it. And she would always tell them how to cure, right. If you want to get your, if you want to hit the home run at the end, cause it, you could do great all the way. And if you don't cure it, right. You just lost everything. Really. That's how it is. So, but I mean, we had multiple customers 
hit her up telling her they just puked everywhere. They just smoked it and just fucking blue chunks. Just way too potent, you know, way too potent. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Well, that and, like, I also feel that it's been, like, so I, I would attest, yes, potency. But also, like, I look at, so I've even had some people here that I've had to, like, walk through uh on you know on their highness so luckily i feel i'm in this position because of like i do dmt guiding and spiritual guiding when it comes to other plants like i go to peru and do ayahuasca and all this other stuff so like when it comes to cannabis and if someone's over consumed cannabis i know how to talk people through that way easier than other substances i've talked people through but like <laughs> there's been even even the last week or two there's been some people that have come here and maybe they've smoked they they want to act like it's not their first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I smoke every day or I smoke a lot or, you know, I used to smoke a lot. No, this is fine. This is easy. And then, no, dude, like, I'm not taking, I'm not saying a bong rip because, like, a lot of people, I tell them not to smoke a bong. Like, I'm here in a club. Like, if you guys ever come to Bangkok, we have, like, a little club area and stuff like that. And we have bongs and stuff like that. But, like, I tell people if it's their first time, like, well, first off, like, probably smoke a joint. And then also... You know, if it's if you haven't smoked in a while, you haven't smoked stuff that's been this good ever, like roll a joint up. Only take like a hit or two because there's been a, like one gentleman like got so freaking out. It was like, you know, weed is classified as a mild hallucinogen. It is. So people that haven't smoked before that then get super, 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 super high. You got to look at them as almost like they're tripping and people like us sometimes forget that. Because, like, we're like, yeah, right. Like, how do you trip off cannabis? I wish I could. But, like, but if you look at it that way and you help them through it that way, I feel it's better. Because, like, I, this guy thought he, like, literally almost wanted to go to the hospital. Like, you've had people, I've had friends like that. Like, he's like, yeah. my heart's racing. Like, I'm going to die. I'm like, bro, don't worry. First off, you can't die. Like, unless, you know, I don't say this to them. But, like, unless you've had other pre-existing, like, heart problems. You, you, you can't really die. Like your heart can beat really fast, a lot faster than you think. Um, and I'm like, watch, set a timer, look at your phone. Okay. It's, it's, it was like 1150. I'm like by 1220, 1230, you're going to be fine. And within 15 minutes, he was, he moved from the couch where he's like freaking out almost to the chair next to his friend eating pistachios. And then he just looks at me, gives me a thumbs up. And if you don't talk to people in the right way, whether you're high or not high, like for me, I get panic attacks and I have certain, you know, I teach meditation, I teach yoga, I teach breath work, I teach personal training, nutrition. I do a lot of things just for yourself because it's all connected. And, you know, I get panic attacks and what is a panic attack? That's just overthinking. So if someone's high and then you don't talk to them in the right lingo in the right way, they're going to just push themselves over the edge. And yes, they're going to actually make themselves pass out from a panic attack. I've almost done that. So you, it's about talking to them in the right way and explaining certain things. And because like, realistically speaking, we don't want anybody to go to the hospital when they don't need to, because it just looks worse on our industry and on our plants and on our culture that, you know, oh, so many people went to the hospital for cannabis. But in reality, like, unless it's like, laced weed which has happened in the united states like there was people at some one point lacing cannabis with fentanyl and cocaine which is stupid but like unless it's something like that i don't really believe people should you know go to the hospital because the hospital can't do shit 
for you. Yeah. You know, I've been in that. Yeah. So, and it just makes it a bad, it, it basically strengthens and worsens our stigma in our industry. And my whole push about why I'm over here in Thailand, why I'm doing all this, why I'm an advocate when I don't really have to be, I can go back to my basement growing fucking weed and doing what I was doing. But it's because like change the stigma, man. Like I grew up where I was looked at as a very bad person for being a part of this. You know, I've been to jail. I've, you know, had a lot of shit happen to me. So I'm trying to show people that no, you don't have to be a lazy stoner on the couch just getting high not doing anything with your life you know a lot of people if you truly know my story which would take like i know i'm writing a book right now so you guys can read that sometime but you know uh my journey has been a very long to get to here and it's not like ever simple for any of us but um yeah i'm trying to change the stigma because if i didn't do certain things like I would be in jail 100% or dead 100% due just to the stigma around cannabis here in the in the world. Now it's changing, so it's not like it used to be. But hey, uh, hey man, Canada, just got, that's why I had to step off for a second. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, there's a there's there's some flavors there for you, and it's going to be a lot of different stuff than you gotten out there now. So that's that's why I wanted to give that to you because, dude, I can. You know, uh, I can always get a little snipperoo later, and I'm stoked on that. So, <laughs> is that wait, wait, is that is that what we were talking about before everybody came on? What's that? I, I, hold on, let me click. What? I'm trying to click click on on, on what he was showing. I couldn't I couldn't. Uh... Oh, 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 this is seeds that came. Oh, okay, just, nice. Yeah, he nice. came down the other day and got some pollen from me. From my oh, that's pollen, dude. So that's what I've always thought that not too many people do that I think would be the biggest thing for geneticists is, you know, why isn't there too many companies, you know, fucking drying, freeze drying, sealing and fucking selling pollen, bro. I know there are, don't go, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're wrong, but like, I've always looked at that market as being like so much more profitable. Yeah. See right here. All right. I brought this home from home right here. I got the tie yep. and the dose. I'm here, I gotta chuck this here a little bit. Hell yeah, man. Shit, bro, I need some pollen. You gonna be up at the Thai High Convention? Yeah, yeah, I'll be up there. Although my males might not be around them. The one male is just about finished, but I'll see what I got. If I if I have enough uh, to harvest, I'll bring some up with me. Hey, bro, Where check it out. Hey, hey, uh, Brett, uh, in the near future, I have one hitter quitter, grill blaster, uh, 44 D's, uh, GMO space cheese, uh, 707 table seed pack from 707 uh, seed bank. And what else? I don't out there. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for a gas mail or stuff like that, there's going to be some epic mails, and I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to need them all. Yeah, or I do. Yeah, that's basically what I'm going to try to do is just uh, get some pollen, do some. So I want to do a lot of projects out here, man. That's why I'm out here. You know, I have opportunity to build a bigger grow as well here soon. Once I, you know, get more things dialed in, I have some good seeds out here. I probably about like 10 K worth of seeds. Um, you know, I got everything from, you know, strain hunters to, you know, Cali connection to area yeah, genetics. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, 
some family connection downstairs that I'm selling just on my, so I'm selling seeds in my shop. So I got seeds and clones I'm selling in my shop here in Bangkok. And I have Cali Connection. I have um, Dark Horse Genetics. I have um, my other buddy out of Oklahoma, Twisty Seeds. Uh, I got... Hey, let me know, bro, if you want some more packs for your shelf. So that basically, plain and simple, like you, anybody that has seeds or a genetic company that you know that wants to just get their name out there more and, and whatnot, like I can give you shelf space. I can basically, we can work something out. I can basically give you a space to where you have a place to, you know, have your seeds. You can promote, you can have people stop by Bangkok and Chang, uh, right now Bangkok and Phuket. Bangkok is just a good hub because, you know, everybody flies in. You can always have people before they go on. A lot of people come here for vacation. So I've understood, you know, they come here, they go to the islands or go up north or, you know, go on vacation, but you know, they come here, the, the Bangkok is a stopping hub. So I'm, I'm trying to create right now a big seed bank and just a big seed hub for any sure. friends or anybody where people can come and whether it be locals or people, uh, you know, cross, crossing by, passing by and whatnot. So, you know, I have, I have shelf space I could put you on like literally today. If like oh, they were here, I could, I they could be on the shelf in 10 minutes. So it's not about that. It's it's more about, you know, and if we're going to do something, I like doing something, you know, like with all of you guys, I'd like to do something. That's the whole point of me being out here is like trying to make the meet the right people, make some good friends, you know, people that, you know, are just passionate about, you know, whether this be legal or not legal, I was doing it before and I'll be doing it after, like, just, just like you guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just love Thailand and the culture and the fact that now I don't have to, like before when I was here in 2018, the only thing I ever worried about was like, if I got stopped or pulled over and it was like, I had weed. Now I don't have to worry about anything. I can drive my scooter around and go all over town. I got international driver license. I don't care about anything. I like, I feel like an actual local a little bit. And like, I'm meeting good people here. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to, I don't know if you're going to be there, if you can get there, the Thai High Convention in Chiang Mai, uh, the 10th and 11th. Um, I'm speaking, I have three spe uh, uh, speeches there. So I'm going to do a little talk on turps and their role in cannabis uh, and their role in like what they do to us. We were talking a little bit before you guys came on about that. And then I'm doing a talk on the second day about um, marketing and branding in the cannabis space and, you know, different aspects of how that's different than in other industries. And then I'm also like ending it with like a little, I think uh, like a cannabis meditation workshop. So kind of doing like cannabis meditation. So Looking forward to meeting uh, this homie in real uh, uh, in person and smoking some fat doinks and and whatnot. So I hopefully I'll see some of you guys there, but not sure. Some of us have gardens, homie. I wish oh, I, I want to go. Man, no, I, I, trust me, I got a garden and I got. I, I'm training. Literally, that's funny you say that. I'm training two people as we speak to make sure that when I'm gone for three days, that a three day and I self automate a lot of stuff, but yeah, I, I understand. I, I know not everybody can get there. So it sucks. No, I trust me. It's, it's stressing me out to even go. Like I basically said, okay to it before my garden was fully going. And, <laughs> and then a lot of things happened a lot sooner because I got a shit ton of plants that were big, like, literally huge ass plants that are just ready to flip 
that are as tall as me almost uh, because of the growth shutting down. So a lot of things got moved faster than expected. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm stressing out actually about the garden as well. So. Yeah. But wherever your gardens, wherever your gardens are, I would love to come by maybe in the near future to all of your gardens, gardens, you know, make a, a journey around and whatnot. I'm hiring and training people right now to run certain grows because I mean I'm opening a lot of different grows so I can't be I, I've always known I can't be in what, all places at once so what's up man this this is actually, this is actually Cameron Tyson I'm, I just do right it's just the mascot yeah there you go yeah no Time to hey. So are you familiar with any other Thai seed banks that have been here a while? Like some of the big ones like Syndicate Seed Bank and OG so, Labs and any of those? Not too much, man. Not really, no. So the only only people that I know, I'm kind of pulling it up right now, sorry, I'm not looking, as I'm pulling up on my Instagram. So basically when I got here, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm talking like in-house genetics, um, top dog seeds is a homie. Yeah, there you go, JJ. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was talking about JJ. I know he's starting. Like I was trying to start what he's now are starting with somebody else and this and that. Um, I my he's buddy been here a minute. Yeah, well, he's been out here a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, so I when I came out here, like I came out here four months ago, and basically when I gave, came out here, just you know, started reaching out to contacts this and that. And I didn't know JJ was out here for a minute. And then homie's like, yo, Jay's out there. So I reached out to him. was going to get some of his seeds on my bank. And then he's like, I'm actually in the middle of a project starting something out there, this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Can't wait to see it. And then so I've gotten some homies. That's like how I got introduced here is like the, my buddy Jeff, who does Erie Genetics. He sent me some seeds so I could put them on the shelf. And then I reached out to a couple seed banks, you know, that I've worked with from, you know, like the UK and whatnot to get certain seeds. And when I got out here, I've talked with some other people that had like, like ethos. I saw somebody with some ethos stuff and my buddy, like every single package of ethos and their magazine, like I just had a write up in their, their newest magazine ethos that's coming out. I have a write up that in there coming out. And then also like all the seeds, all the write-ups on all their packaging, my buddy writes, he's their, he's their, uh, what do you call them? The logist, linguistic dude for them, for a lot of the stuff they write and put out. Um, so every time I see something like that, I'll reach out to people. And there's a couple seed banks here in, uh, in Thailand that I, that I was like talking with, but I not off the top of my head. I'm trying to hold on right now. There's like Thailand seeds, you know, a lot of people that are just like, yeah, but like, yeah, a lot of those guys are just like newcomers. Like, no, 100%. No, I agree. I don't know if you want to like get like hooked up and like get some names maybe after the show, I can Uh, send you a list of like some like places that actually carry like proper dang seeds. Like, OG Labs is one of the biggest ones in Thailand. They do okay. like all the hottest big drops. Like they get the exotic mic boxes, like you know the ones I'm talking about, the big box yep. sets. They sell like those off, and they okay. have like plant auctions. They're the ones bringing in like 
a lot of the I actually just bought the the Mind Flare from Soulfire from them on their Black Friday sale. So, like, hell yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, see, that's, that's the one thing I've been actually scared about out here is like I know how easy it is because I even like how easy it is to relabel seeds and you know this and that. So I have actually have only gotten a lot of my seeds. Like I don't know if you guys know a gentleman Nick a T like Frenchie Cannoli and Mila. Yeah. Yeah, so like, so I work with all of them. Like, oh hell yeah! So like, so so Nick is a big homie of mine, and Nick just sent me a big, you know, I got a whole bunch of seeds that he has from like Frenchie and all them from back in like the like the eighties and nineties. He's like, I haven't opened my this box in forever. I'm like, well, I have a I have a I have a place out here. Like, do you want to either one sell them on my shelf? Two, do you want me to pop them, run them? We can do a little nicotine and you know, Thai terps like collaborate. So I'm all about the collab. Like, let's do anything that puts your logo and my logo on the same thing. Let's promote it. Like anything. I don't give a fuck. So like, okay. So uh, it sounds like you need to start. Uh, I got to send you some jars and some seed packs and I got to fill you in. Yeah. A lot of clones are coming. Like I yeah, just pulled out some moms do. from like third gen and Masonic. Well, like, like, so like if I could take my, my computer's hooked into the power right now, so I can't walk down, but like, this is the second floor. This is like the club. And then downstairs is the dispensary. I have like, a clone area that I've literally built just to sell clones. And then I have an area in my store just to sell seeds. And then there's an area in my store just to sell the flower. And then there's an area in my store that's eventually going to be just for like edibles and oil. But right now, like I have lights in an area TV right in between the lights. So you can put grow stuff up like grow shows. And like, I have like different things I put on throughout the day. that So people walk in, they see like how to clone up plants, like, you know, basic shit, but like it, yeah, yeah. makes entertain makes entertainment so yeah i mean if you need a place to sell clones place to sell seeds like that's basically what i already have and then i'm expanding that as well i'm trying to get more into you know doing stuff like with nick where like i'm gonna take these and seeds flower, and, like, bro. You know, i've got like some of the best flower in the country no joke so well hell yeah man I mean, i'm always yeah, so i'm does. well yeah. if, if, if you want dude so what i do on i do two i do a lot of stuff i don't just do this like this is one of the companies like i have three companies in the states that i still run uh, and, and then I still do stuff here, but I also sell and wholesale. So like I work for another legal farm here. Cause like right now the big thing is like the paperwork, like I have paperwork that, you know, with everything I sell, I can get you documented government other Newton stamped shit. So that when your shop, if ever gets, you know, walked into or rated quote unquote, what they're doing now, which it's just uh, like Carson road just got rated the other day and all this stuff. And if you don't have paperwork, you get shut down and fined and, all this stuff. Well, I work with certain farms that have that and I wholesale. So if you want, I could add you to the list where, you know, I wholesale for lots of people already. Um, and I haven't, I've kind of slowed down because I'm worrying about my grow right now and doing stuff like that. But, you know, as certain things streamline, like I do, like that's all I do is grow and wholesale. So. Well, we, we can, uh, we can talk business stuff offline. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry about that. Like, it, I, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, I just, uh, I just have to watch the, uh, the YouTube, uh, the YouTube gods. That's all. Mm. <laughs> Understand. Understand. This is all nothing's for sale. <laughs> yes, nothing's for sale. This is all in a book and in this story that we're writing for this, uh, this sitcom. Yeah. All for entertainment purposes. All this chat is for entertainment and enjoyment yes. purposes. Or nothing should be taken as factual. No, it's 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 all like, like a movie. It's all like a movie. Did you guys see uh, Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia season three? 
the meth episode with Uncle Uncle Fester, and he's like, "Well, I saw six people get shot on TV last night, and not one person got arrested for that. So why are you accusing me of making something because you saw it on TV?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to a, to a point now. Yeah, it's a point, man. That's the truth. The way the world works now, it's not. But, uh, have you uh, have you um, run into any particular uh, weird diseases or pests or anything growing around the world? Not too much. I mean, the funny thing is, I feel like it's you know, I mean, even here, I I've seen some bugs I haven't seen in America here. Like even like outside, just like regular plants. Like I like plants, not just weed plants too. So I'm a nerd. You'll see me like with my phone, like taking a picture of a lily, like taking a picture of like other plants. Like a lot of a lot of plants out here, just compared to where I'm from. I'm in Colorado, so exact opposite humidity. Than so a lot of just the natural plants here are. I'm talking like just like twenty times the size of what I'm able to get in the state unless i have a very very nice controlled room for those plants so like i'm a nerd and i see stuff and i see certain bugs on them and this and that I'm like i've never seen that before so like i'm always looking into it but like that's what i think is part of the learning lesson whenever you go to a new culture and stuff like that in a new place you know i've seen you know i think the craziest thing i've seen but it wasn't like my grow, but so I'm always like looking at other people's grows and stuff like that is, you know, I like, uh, you know, double headed fucking colas for some reason, they don't show up too much into my grow. And I've had one or two in the last two years at my home grow in Colorado. Um, so I don't really, you know, know too much about why I'm, uh, that happens. But uh, I fucking like it. It looks cool. Maybe you guys can educate me. I'm always so I always consider myself. I don't know shit. So I can always learn <laughs> and I can always be taught. And I don't know anything about today's my. I always say today's my first day growing weed. So I can I'm have right. people, yeah, tell me shit. Splitheads. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I've never seen anyone breed for that or anything like that. But. No, it's not. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's an accident for sure. So my, my last grow before I came here, I had one and it's just, you know, the top cola, you can uh, distinctly see that it looks like it'd be like a, a double headed, a double headed animal. But like at the top on like the King Cola, it's like, yeah, like you literally have like two distinctual crowns. And I've seen it on other people's. I've seen other people post about it. So we do. We have a bunch of different mutations right now because we're doing such a big seed pop, and um, we have uh, one variegated plant that has one branch that all, a lot of the, almost, most of the leaves are yellow and green, split, even not not viral. So that's super cool. We have a couple of um, that's what I, oh. of the uh, tri nodes. So there's three three nodes uh, at every node site instead of two. That's that's pretty cool. One of them's a tie strain. That's that's uh, really good. where did um, you? Uh, and then um, yeah, just a bunch of other. I think obviously a couple of mutants. I think we've had about five or six out of everything that we popped that were just came out weird and mutated and. You know, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I have I've had a ton of mutated plants, just weird looking guys over the years. I've been growing. So T Yeah. Uh, so, so the. Uh, 
Canatize, the king of uh, king of freak shows out here in Thailand, that's for sure. He is all things freak show. Um, one thing I wanted to mention real quick because I don't want to forget it. Uh, uh, check this out if you guys have time on the 8th of December um, uh, at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. They're going to, uh, uh, Copyleft Cultivars is doing their uh, bag and freedom bag and tag event. Um, they have a whole bunch of information on how the public can register their cultivars and stuff through, through Copyleft and all that. So we, uh, be sure to check that out. They do a lot of work with trying to help open source genetics to keep them from being you know, locked down by Monsanto and everything once everything goes full legal. So uh, they're kind of taking up the original fight from, uh, or, you know, not some of the same spirit of, of what some of the other projects of the past that we've covered previously in the show that I, we won't get into, but um, they definitely uh, uh, are, uh, have a really good group, a really good uh, board. Uh, full disclosure, I'm on the board. So but uh, they have a lot of other good people on there that really know what they're doing uh, when it comes to the uh, the lawyer side of stuff and uh, making sure everything gets done in a way that's going to be defendable and stuff like that. So uh, really, really good group and be sure to check that out. We'll be streaming it on this channel as well. Uh, and I'll be helping him set it up to stream on a, a whole bunch of other places. So we should check that out. We're going to do kind of like a multi, multi-channel simulcast with that to, to help uh, get the word out. Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Caleb over there does a lot of hard work and uh, has really helped, uh, you know, uh, push that uh, ahead in the, into the market. And uh, uh, now they're expanding to, to not just cannabis as well. So, hey, if you got some other cool heirloom stuff growing in your garden, you can you can open source register it through them in the future here uh, as well. So you can kind of uh, take all of your seed collection and, and, and you know, share that and, and get that into open source as well. So. Uh, and then we have some other cool stuff that we're going to be hopefully working on with some, another group uh, that will will bring some other cool uh, services to that or not, that will complement that what they're doing. It's going to be pretty neat. So, but uh, but yeah, I think it's a great way to to help everybody finally get their their different um, uh, stuff going and uh, get that protected in a way that I think was in the original spirit of some of the other projects that you saw out there in terms of protecting these, you know, with the, the cultivars, you know, we, we've seen what some of the different companies have tried to do, Charlotte's Web being a good example, um, you know, some something that's going to help that many lives, you know, if someone, if the creator wants to open source it, you know, that should be open source, it shouldn't be suddenly patented and sold for three seeds for 125 dollars by uh, by cookies or something like that which is there they're trying to get away with right now so you know i don't know i i, I have my suspicions about social club i think social club is the way to mine hey what are the hype seeds they're going to get all those seeds and then put them on the seed site and suddenly be like hey this is the cookies cut of the hype thing and you know i didn't i don't know to me it's fine this 2.0 if you ask me but maybe i'm just a crazy conspiracy yeah, that's what's just funny is because, uh, like, you know, we all know, like, all the seeds that a lot of cookie sells and stuff like that aren't the true actual cuts that cookie uses that grows with their stuff, like, not the true original cuts. I actually have, due to some some connections and friends, like, the OG, OG cuts of, like, you know, some of cookie stuff that goes for, you know, like some of my cuts back in the States go for like seven to 10 grand per one cut. And it's because of where it came from and stuff like that. But I agree with you. If you're going to be 
both like if you're going to be selling it to the public and not keeping certain like if it's a pheno for you and you don't want to go anywhere i get that but like if you're selling to the public you know i really feel like especially in the market out here like i won't even lie with the way the cannabis prices are out here like i don't like it because it doesn't match the cost of living like the, Bro, the, price the, of the guy in Phuket is selling my flower right now. It actually like good for him, whatever. He's selling my flower in the shop, a thousand two hundred baht a gram. I know. Killing it. And he started and I, off in a little tiny shop with a desk, and in like two months now it's all full of flat screens, and he's killing it, killing it. It's absolutely unreal. So. Yeah, the market which, which, and which, definitely which, not matching what he's paying for it. Let's put it that way. And do you want to know why? And I'll say this, and a lot of people don't like this. And it's and something I've seen because I I attest to really good growers usually. So don't and this isn't directed to any towards you guys because I don't know you guys good enough yet to really direct this towards you. If it is, I will direct it. I don't care. Like I'm a truthful guy. <laughs> but like um most growers are more towards an introvert, uh, artistic-minded person. Um, and when it comes to that type of mentality, usually those people aren't good when it comes to business or sales or knowing the true value of what they have. And I know this because over the years, like I've been a salesman. That's all I've really been. You know, that's what I work really good in. Um, that's where like, that's just natural to me is numbers and money. And, you know, um, and I work for a lot of artists and growers because they don't see the value that they have, but I do. And what's, what's going on right now is two of one things is one, you know, the market is up here and the people, cause I know certain people that can't like the market needs to come down. And it will over time, but at the same time, if the market stays high, growers that are actually of value that are the ones dictating the market have to understand that and have to hold strong in, in how they sell and how they, you know, cause people will buy stuff. Like I, you know, if you know how to sell and it is of the value that you talk about, then yeah, people will buy cause they will see that they'll go from that small shop to the flat screen TVs. So we're going to see a huge surplus of mid to lower shelf cannabis here soon. And growers like you need to, to hold strong, in my opinion. Dude, I know farms here already. Uh, relatively decent farms, all indoor, just pumping out low mids like it's crazy. They got kilos and kilos, room full of like push wag. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I tell you, I've been trying I, since I even saw it before it opened. There's a group of people that are balling here, and they're a big reason why the fucking price is where it's at. It's not fucking rocket science. And that's one thing I don't give a fuck either, bro. I'll call shit how it is. And here's the thing. You can't get better genetics in this fucking country at all other than Canada. You can't find nowhere for cheaper than you get top-notch if you want to do west coast danks you know og you want that cush shit guy you want some thai pure thai not really my thing because they can get it everywhere why would i fuck with that here but thai heirloom stuff that's crossed with og cooking lemonades and all this other stuff as well as ha mutant genetics into thai heirlooms which are totally dope 
um, like Freak Show times this banana pineapple tie. My buddy ran it. And as for outdoor full sun, no heat, no heat problems. Um, you know, heat tolerance in the seeds that are made here, uh, it's just, it helps in vigor and everything else. Um, so, and that's the thing. Back to what I was saying, um, you know, people who cut sugar cane, the people who like feed this country and export all this right farmers, or I don't I live out in the middle rice fields. I'm not like way out in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, they can't afford the seed packs. If they love weed and they want to do a gelato 44 or something like that, there's no way they'll be able to afford those packs. You know, it's, but, there's no it's way. the same back home in America and Canada, bro. If you're working at like 7-Eleven or McDonald's and shit, you ain't getting like the hottest new shit on drop either. That shit yeah. gets auctioned off and expensive. Like, you know. If you're in the States, bro, you've got a homeboy that, that grows. You're going to get beans somehow, some way. Over here, it's not like that. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. Genetics from Cali are rampant, bro. I mean, you you can actually say no thanks, thanks for it, but I'm already got shit. That's how it is there, even if you don't. But hold on. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I agree with both of you. But the thing is, this is a new market. So I work... Like that's been my career for the last 15 years is going to any new country that has cannabis living in that country and like helping evolve. Like I helped Canada become like Trudeau's right-hand man came to my lab to make the laws for Canada because we were the biggest company in the world at the time. So Mm -hmm. one and like Canada, I think did it fucking right, bro. In the sense of like anywhere you can smoke weed or anywhere you can smoke cigarettes, you can smoke weed, like how they, how they put push stuff. I mean, you can smoke literally at the Vancouver airport. I fucking love it. So, um, so, but the thing is, this is a new market. So what he's saying for certain, you know, certain stuff, certain genetics that, you know, if you're working, you know, McDonald's 7-Eleven, no, certain genetics that pop on the, the release date, you're not gonna be able to go buy. But working at 7-Eleven or McDonald's, you're going to be able to go and get a sack of weed and smoke on your daily regimen, whether it be like a gram or this or that, because you're making it up here. I've noticed that unless you're if you're a local, unless you're selling, you're not smoking mid or high end shelf cannabis daily because you can't afford to. Yes, sir. So that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like I'm not talking about seeds and genetics that are rare and all that no keep those prices high and all that what i hope and i know will happen is you know cannabis has to any industry has to be balanced out by the cost of living of the market and right now you know my lowest shelf stuff because i don't really have thai brickweed or anything like that but my lowest shelf stuff on my shelf is like 500 wow like like maybe four like like maybe See, even here in my city, one of the shops that carries my shit exclusively, it's all 500 bad in the shop. You know what I mean? And there's other but, shops in town that have it for 700 or whatever, and they don't move fuck off. Only the shops that I fucking hook up move shit. And I don't like them to sell that shit wildly expensive. I like it to keep it so people can no, afford you- it. So agreed and disagreed. So as a, as, as, as a cannabis advocate, you want them to sell it cheap. As a brand and a cannabis person, you, that's exactly wrong. You, it's not how you build a company. And I've built an, enough of them to understand. You want them to sell your shit at the highest that they can fucking sell it because it creates the top shelf 
uh, image. Even if like, so dude, I sell, I've sold weed and I can go right now and get our lowest shelf stuff that looks like shit and that you guys would understand that is probably not the best top shelf stuff, but I could put it in a jar a certain way, put a certain light on it, put it on my top shelf and sell it for the 700, 800, 900. If I know how to talk to the customer. Now I'm not saying to, to trick people or do anything. But I'm also saying that that is what's happening. But so if you if your stuff is as good, you know, it is that good. You know, you want to basically educate the people that carry your stuff to sell your stuff at the, the top shelf and then the other stuff at the lower shelf. And that is not Bangkok here. You understand that like no, the population no, yeah. over, overall income here, there isn't a shop in Isan that sells a thousand back rents. You know what I mean? No, no, no. And, uh, yes, and I'm not saying you do that. You have to do the market. And there's Mitchell here for like 150, 200 baht a gram all day. They sell the shit on the side of the road. You know what I mean? Like Burry Ram is an epicenter for weed. Yeah, so I'll tell you one thing, man. There's very little, uh, you know, dank savvy people that know what they're looking at here. Just very little. That's for sure. I think uh, I think in Bangkok too, a lot of the higher dollar stuff is being sold most well, almost mostly to foreigners. You know what I mean? People yes. Yes. Like, like smoke. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely one hundred. And, and and like and like my shop is the only shop technically in the world that's twenty four hours. So we're open twenty four hours, three sixty five. We don't shut down. You can walk in any time of the day and get cannabis. So we'll have people that will land from the airport and and their taxi guy will drive them here and drop them off and stuff like that so all righty well uh we're just about two hours so i think we'll start to wrap up the episode um, how do people uh, find you and uh let me throw your instagram back and how do they find you uh, yeah definitely so uh i know you'll throw it up here but i'll just say it out so my personal instagram is this the one right here mary's motivation m-a-r-y-s-m-o-t-i-v-a-t-i-o-n mary's motivation all one word on instagram um and then for our company instagram right now it's ty t-h-a-i dot terps t-e-r-p-s uh you know everything's we had ty terps that one got taken down and you know that's going to be the name of the game for a lot of companies out here for a little bit until they understand how they truly want things done. But, but yeah, that, those are two places. We're also online at Thai Terps and we're also on Facebook at Thai Terps as well. Um, like I said, we're 24 hours uh, here off Ekamai in Bangkok. Uh, so you guys can always just stop by, Google us, stop by, come, uh, you know, but we have a little area. We've been watching all the, I don't watch football too much, but everybody's been loving the world cup. So I've been getting into it. I don't know if you guys, I usually don't watch sports or anything, but people have been getting me into the world cup and stuff. So I've been watching that here, smoking, having good, good time. So yeah, these guys, hopefully everybody here. So whoever's listening or watching, whether it be now or later, everybody here, hopefully their product will be on my shelf very soon. That's my goal. Now get some of their stuff on the shelf. So you guys can come and, Buy it, try it out, look at it, take pictures. I like to do photography too. So, you know, hopefully I can get the, these guys to grow and take some good ass macros, get some trike shots going for them. So, IG, bro, can't I see underscore J U K E? I would like to 
definitely uh, connect with you. Definitely, man. We will. <coughs> Here's the. I'll throw it up on the on the stream here. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I got. Yeah, right there. Yep. Right there. Uh, what about, uh, oh, uh, can I try to, uh, Infamous, uh, how do people find you? And also, man, that one guava, guava peach, man, is fucking fire. I'll, Sorry. Instagram, Infamous Gardens, underscore, the.2.0, and I should take him down too. Instagram, Facebook, Cultivate Brewery Mom, Infamous Gardens, YouTube, Infamous Gardens, social, I have Infamous Gardens, so follow us, give us a like, subscribe, all that happy stuff. And uh, where do people find you, Sir Potent Pontics? So you guys can find me on, uh, we have a sale right now, now through Krampus, so uh, ends December 6th. Um, uh, apmjclass.com or aquaponic cannabis masterclass uh, the pest class.com or pest control and living soil class the nutrient class which is our uh, aquaponic mineral and microbe class uh, eventually we'll expand that to living soil but for now it's uh, aquaponic so if you want to get it now and uh, and get the second class later uh, you know we'll, everyone that buys it now will get the second class later on so check that out and then we also have the virtual aquaponic cannabis conference. Uh, we're just finalizing the, the schedule, um, the, the re rescheduling uh, everything to January. So it'll be January 14th and 15th, all online. Um, so it'll be uh, uh, at least Pacific time will be the 14th and 15th, it'll be the 15th and 16th here in, uh, in Thailand. <laughs> um, so we'll have a ton of different speakers from all over the world, uh, just like last year. And you can check out the last two years uh, right on the Potent Products YouTube, uh, or also if you listen to this in audio format, I've re-uploaded all of them in individual talks uh, in one-hour snippets uh, for each, you know, one hour for each speaker, uh, available through the same uh, uh, channels that you found this podcast as well. So uh, you can find all of those talks uh, in those both formats. So really looking forward to that. Uh, always a lot of fun. Oh, there was one last thing I wanted to mention just because it was super cool. And uh, I wanted to kind of say thank you to everybody. Let me pull up the other one. Oh, not this one. There we go. So we were, oh, I don't care about that one. Where's the other one? All right, so we were um, on Insta or uh, Spotify, we were in the top 10% most globally shared podcasts. That was super awesome for people sending it the link to other people. So thanks to everybody on that one. And then we were in the top 5% uh, for most followed, uh, most new followers for the year uh, in, the, in the last year. So on, on Spotify. So thanks everybody for that as well. Uh, really helped grow the show. We had uh, more, more listens this year than we ever have before. Last year, we had three quarters of a million. Um, we'll, I'll wait till the end of the year to tally everything up because I don't want to look at it, but I know where I had last year. So really stoked on that we've grown quite a bit and don't forget about our other channel dat smoke show uh, we have all kinds of goofy fun over there with all kinds of different people 
uh, a lot of Thai people, a lot of uh, breeders and people from all over the, the world. So uh, always a good time. Never know who will pop on the show. Brendan Rust is on there. Chad Westport, Hoda Herb, uh, uh, West Engine, uh, Dutch Blooms is on there regularly. Just a whole host of different people. So come hang out. We always make fun of ourselves. You can see I got funny memes. We got memes of Josh. Uh, we like to have fun. So, alrighty, guys. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, you can find this show on uh, all the different SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, all the things. Same thing with that smoke show. And we'll be back again next week. We will probably do a show on Tuesday as we have to get up to Chiang Mai, uh, which would normally be Friday morning. Uh, so, uh, we'll probably be a Tuesday show uh, for you Americans, which would be Wednesday my time. So, but we will have Chris Trump on. So he's going to talk to us about what he's doing in Costa Rica. Always fun when Chris comes on the show. So, uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, guys.